You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? I'm trying to get it, goddammit! What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Egga on the other line. Egga, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got a good show coming for y'all today. We got a lot of current events and entertainment for y'all again. We got some pretty interesting sports topics. I know we're going to get into my bucks. You know, we just signed Julio Jones. I'm going to let y'all know how I feel about that. And we got some other news as well going around the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. And if this is your first time listening to the Q&E podcast, we do have four segments. We have our sports segment, Social Media Wants to Know, uh, Entertainment and Current Events, and we also have Pass the Ox. So definitely stick with us throughout this whole entire episode and definitely subscribe to all of our podcasts and YouTube platforms. We definitely appreciate it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So definitely appreciate it. You want to start off with Julio Jones or you want to start off with the, the big Marvel news? Let's start for Julio to get that out of okay. real quick. All right, cool, cool, cool. Because we already know Julio Jones signed a, a one-year deal with the Bucks on the vet. Man, I want to say with the Bucks mm-hmm. going to go with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, former one of the best, might be the best wide receiver trio in the NFL. But my question is, is Julio washed? Past couple years, Julio ain't been looking like Julio, man. I ain't going to say Julio watched. He's definitely not Atlanta Julio anymore. We know that. That second year, because he was with the Titans for, what, two years? Or he one? was only with last year. He was only with them last year. That, yeah. that, that Titans year, yeah, it was kind of like we ain't really seeing the old Julio anymore. But being a third option behind Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Julio Jones could definitely still get out there and give people that work. So that's why I'm excited. Now, if we was bringing him in to be the second option or to be the number one receiver, I'd be shaking my head right now because it's like, no, Julio's too old for that. Like, we can't count on him to be that explosive and to be healthy the whole season to carry a a wide receiving court like that. But Julio Jones being the third option, and we still got Scotty Miller. We still got um, uh, the rest of of them young bulls, their names crossing my mind right now. But I think we're good. Will I say we have the best wide receiver trio? We we got at least top three. It's I can't think of the all Bengals. the trios right the now. Bengals got a tough ass wide receiver. Trio we we top Bengals three. We top three in wide receiver Lord. trios. Yeah, they up there, bro. If Julio, because this is my thing with Julio, I'm a I'm gonna give him a pass for last year. It's kind of tough because it's really the injury history that scares you. It's like yeah. if he put if he like puts together a string of games where he's playing, it's like maybe he can get back to that last year in Atlanta, Julio. But last year was bad, man. Dude couldn't stay on the field. And then when he did play, he didn't look like Julio. So it was like, damn, like, I'm, I'm just worried that that's the Julio we're going to get. But he's going to Tampa with Tom Brady. And you know if you're going with Tom, Tom's going to put you in that fountain of youth. So you're going to be rejuvenated back there. So right. you might see Atlanta Julio. And that's the thing I keep going back and forth on. It's like, do I want to believe what I've seen last year with Julio? Or do I believe in Tom Brady that he will get the best out of Julio Jones? You know what I'm saying? So I'm leaning more so toward the Tom Brady factor that he will obviously up upgrade his game and rejuvenate him for this season. 
but damn, but last year was just bad for Julio because we were and expecting we, we a lot. We, we were expecting a lot of stuff out of Julio last year, bro. We don't talk about it because it kind of got swept under the radar. But Julio didn't do anything. But we expect that Titans offense to really be elevated with AJ Brown, with Derrick Henry, with Julio, and he didn't really do anything. Him and AJ Brown was hurt the whole year. But still, yeah. that offense just wasn't elevated like we thought it was going to be. And Teddy is a solid quarterback. I know we had that last playoff game. That nigga played trash, three interception. But Tanny is a solid-ass quarterback. Y'all got to stop talking shit by my nigga for real. He's solid quarterback. You know what I'm saying? He's going to play with Tom, though. So I'm going to just give it my, uh, Tom the benefit of the doubt. Because we, we got Kyle Rudolph now, too, from the Vikings. So Julio has no excuse to not at least get, what, five, 600 yards this season? Like Mike that's the Evans. low end. Yeah, that's the low end. Yeah. Mike Evans going to touch a, um, a thousand. No worries. He do that every year. Chris but that's, the thing is, I'm about to say, is Chris, do you believe Chris Godwin will get back to full health after her and his ACL last year? Because usually it take another year to really re get going again after that. Honestly, that with, the, with the amount of weapons that the Bucks have, I'm not expecting Chris Godwin to just carry such a huge load. Yes, he's going to be the second option when healthy, but having Julio Jones as the third, having Kyle Rudolph and Cameron Brake for the tight ends, having Scotty Miller be able to play anywhere on the damn field, like that's going to help Chris Godwin a lot. It's going to help him feel like, okay, I'm coming back from injury, but I'm not expected to just carry this load. So Chris Godwin, I'm expecting to, if healthy the whole season, he could damn near touch a thousand. And like I said, Julio, I'm expecting bare minimum 600. Yeah. And the, the thing with the, the Bucks offense, because I do think they will be contenders. It's honestly between them and the Rams right now. People keep throwing other names in the conversation. It's honestly them and the Rams. The Packers, they're going to have a good record, but they're going forward in the playoffs like every year. I'm not worried about anybody else in the NFC North. I'm not worried about anybody else in the NFC East. Maybe the Eagles, because the Eagles got a good team, but a lot of that really depends on Jalen Hurts, if he's going to take that jump up. But they do have the weapons now with acquiring uh, A.J. Brown and you got Devontae Smith. Like, the Eagles have a good team, so that's somebody to look out for. But everybody else in the NFC, you're not really tripping on. So it really should just right. be the Rams and the Bucks that are the two favorites at the moment. So I think Julio, I think he can, bro. It's not going to be a lot of pressure on him because of the weak NFC. Like, he can still work his way into it with Tom Brady. And he's a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather bet on a Hall of Famer than somebody who just random. Maybe he had a couple of good years and we're hoping on, you know what I'm saying, hoping to catch a flash in the bottle. He's a Hall of Famer with a proven track record, bro. And the playoffs, he shows up big. So I'd rather bet on that than anything else. So like I said, I really can't go against the, the Tom Brady and Julio. But like I said, last year just worried me, bro. It really worried me. But that's yeah. definitely a big pickup, though. Definitely a big pickup for the Bucks. And we can honestly just continue with sports right now. Uh, next thing on the NFL docket I have is, is Trey Lance the answer in San Francisco? So we had a conversation last week about where are the trading destinations for Jimmy G after the 49ers said that he has permission to go out and look for a trade option or anything like that. And apparently it was still conversation even after that report came out about what the 49ers were going to do, if they were going to go back to Jimmy G, if they were going to keep him, or were they going to roll with Trey Lance? And it seems like they made the decision this week that they were completely moving forward with Trey Lance and Jimmy G can do whatever the fuck he wants to. But we've seen Trey Lance in some games last season. Even though he showed flashes, it wasn't like the other rookie QBs that we've seen in the past or even last year. 
So do you believe that Trey Lance is the answer for San Francisco moving forward? I think he can be, uh, whether he's going to be the franchise player that they're looking for to be like one of the faces of the team moving forward. That's a different question. But for right now, Trey Lance is the answer for the San Francisco 49ers at the quarterback position. Right now, I think Trey Lance has an opportunity to at least at least win, what, 60%, 75% of their games this season. And no, he's not as talented. We haven't seen him be as talented as the other QBs in his class or prior, but we have to give him at least a full season and a half to really critique him. I don't think this first season of him playing a full season, it's not going to be fair to critique him harshly unless he just really plays that bad. If I see mm. flashes of him showing potential in every game, whether win or lose, it's like, okay, he got stuff to work on. He he definitely got some boxes he need to check, but there's hope. And then that second season is like, okay, you got a full season of being a starter under your belt, and then we should really critique him. But this first season, bro, I, I think But Trey this Lance first year, I think this first year he should get critiqued because – Unlike no, he gotta these get other, some type of a pass, bro. Nah, because look, unlike all of these other quarterbacks who were thrown into the fire with the Wolves, he had a chance to sit behind Jimmy G, learn the offense, develop. It's like all these other quarterbacks didn't have that benefit of the doubt. They say they say that's what's supposed to help you elevate in the league to take your time and learn. So I'm expecting you to hit the ground running since you done seen everything from the the sideline. I'm I'm expecting you to come in and actually know what you're doing. And you got and you got time last year too. It's not like he's just fresh. He's he's just feet going to be wet. Like he's got some time under his belt too. I'm expecting something good from uh. Trey. I don't know, bro. Playing starting playing all four quarters is different than no. It's definitely it's definitely something different. It's definitely something different. But I think he has an advantage. I think it's better to sit down than to play and get thrown out into the wolves and just say, all right, nigga, make some shape when you're on a trash-ass team. Like, everybody say they want their quarterbacks to sit down and take a seat and develop, and he did. So I have to see you put some shit up this year, bro, because even though we talk shit about Jimmy G, and Jimmy G is not that good of a quarterback. We all we all know it at this point. That's a big deal trading him because now you have no fallback option, and that's where I question San Francisco. Because honestly, we talked about the trading options last week, the destinations for Jimmy G. It's not a lot of them out there. So it's like, why are you in a rush to really get rid of Jimmy G when you don't know what you're going to get out of Trey Lance is my biggest question. I would hold on to Jimmy G because this is a a, a team ready to win games now. So if Trey Lance doesn't play well coming out the gates, I'd rather have Jimmy G coming in and at least giving me something, you know what I'm saying? Giving me like a... Uh, a bar that I know he will get to. You at least make the playoffs. Yeah, like I know Jimmy G can do at least that. When he gets to the playoffs and that, that you know what I'm saying, he got a track record, he, he going to fold that motherfucker. But I'm telling you, Jimmy G can at least hit that bar with Trey Lance. Right. We just don't know. His ceiling is way higher than Jimmy G. We all know that. He can run. He can, he can throw the ball deep. But we just haven't seen it. And what I seen last year didn't give me enough confidence to say, oh, yeah, get rid of Jimmy G. Trey Lance, you got you got the keys. Like, I didn't see enough of those flashes. Maybe they're seeing some in training camp, but I'm not seeing any. Or I didn't see any. They gave me that I amount of confidence. They're in, the rush, they're in the rush that they're in to start him at this point and make him an integral part of the team because they drafted him. Like, you drafted this player high as hell. You can't go into, what, his second, third season, and he's still just sitting. 
Like, no, you you can't do that with a top-drafted quarterback prospect, especially when every other quarterback in your class and every other class prior, they're, in, like you said, they're either in the floodgates immediately or they at least sit for one season and then, boom, they're in. They're trusted to be the starter. That has not really happened with Trey Lance yet. So I think right now they're not – San Francisco isn't wrong for doing what they're doing because on their end it's like, hey – we, we put a lot into getting this pick, and now we need this pick to play. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not mad at them going with Trey Lance. I'm just questioning the getting rid of Jimmy G part when you don't know what Trey Lance's Yeah, I don't think getting you don't rid know of what him is good. I, yeah, I don't think that's the right move. Like I said, especially when there's no immediate options where you say, oh, yeah, Jimmy G going to get traded here. Like, that's an easy, you know what I'm saying, pickup. Like, really is it? Like, it's not really a bad thing to keep him around. Maybe it's, it's going to have some money on your books, but it's not bad to have a backup quarterback like Jimmy G because this team is ready right. to win now. They, they they upset the Packers last year. They had a chance to upset the Rams in the, the second round of the playoffs. Like, this team is ready to win. This defense is ready made to win. Like I said, do you want to hand that over to a second-year quarterback who only has a couple games under his belt? Nah, that's a tough decision. I wouldn't, though. I would be really hesitant on that, bro. I would be really hesitant if I was uh, San Francisco. That's an interesting conversation. Um, moving on to some basketball news. We have Jalen Brown on the train block. So we already know what happened with the Celtics this year. Celtics got all the way to the finals, had a terrific playoff run, ended up losing to the Warriors in six games. So everybody was assuming that the team was going to run it back. They made some good pickups in the offseason with Malcolm Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari, but apparently they're in the running to get Kevin Durant after a few weeks of nothing being moved in the trade department for him, and Jalen Brown is now in the trade talks. So, Edgar, do you think the Celtics should make such a huge move after going after going to the finals for somebody like Kevin Durant, who is a Hall of Famer, top 10, 15 Man, player all time. KD, KD can't let this happen, bro. It's not his decision because he's getting traded. He's not making this choice. But if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm going to the front office and be like, please don't do this. Don't do this to me again. Don't send me to the team that I just got my ass whooped by. <laughs> because, bro, if Kevin Durant goes to the Boston Celtics, Nobody will ever respect this man ever again. Even though it's we know it ain't his fault. It's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing like he did go to state. It's basically it, it the really same thing. is. It basically now, is. this situation is different because he's getting traded and he's not willfully going there. But it's like, damn, you going to the team that just swept you and then just got to the finals? They didn't win, but they swept your ass. They had you on lock on defense and you were hushed. You were completely hushed the whole series. We're never see so, Kevin Durant that flustered. <laughs> that that that'll be crazy, bro, if he gets traded. But I don't I don't think Jalen Brown should get traded because we've been so we've been questioning and so critical of this Jason Tatum Jalen Brown thing. We've had our conversations like a year or two ago of like, is this duo gonna work? And then we see the it come to fruition that with the right system, with the right coach, this could be a very dynamic duo, like we see with other dynasties in the NBA. So I think it's stupid to try and trade Jalen Brown. Yes, it's Kevin Durant, but you're going to give up a lot more than just Jalen Brown. You're going to give up at least one other player and like two to three picks. And at that point, it's just Tatum and KD at that point. So I mean, it's not just them. They still got a squad now. They still got a squad. And you're probably going to include some of them other names with that Jalen Brown trade. I doubt it's just going to be a swap for swap. Because what I heard. 
because the initial trade I heard was it was Kevin Durant for Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a pick. And the Nets ended up declining that. But this is the funniest thing about the Nets, though. Because for the past three, four weeks, they have been offered Tyler Hero, Gary Trent Jr., and Mikael Bridges as the centerpiece of trades. Then when you get Jalen Brown literally laid at your lap, you say, nah, we, you got to give us more. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't care what else the Celtics give me, bro. Yeah, you could try to get Marcus Smart. Yeah, you could try to get Robert Williams and some other players. But, bro, they're offering you Jalen Brown an all-star prayer right now, bro. Like, he just got to the finals and was the best player on the Celtics in the finals. I would have accepted that deal. I don't give a fuck who else I get. I'm getting an all-star. All of these other teams who are offering you offering you a trade are not giving you that. They're not offering you any of their star players. The Celtics are willing to give you that, and you say no? That's where I was blown away in this whole story. I hear Celtics fans saying they don't want to trade Jalen Brown. I'm hearing that some Nets fans got some, some mixed reviews about it, but I'm just surprised that the Nets turned this shit down. I don't give a fuck who else is in the trade. I would have taken Jalen Brown bro. for KD. I'm, I would have taken Jalen Brown for KD and just said, fuck it. Bro, I get an all-star. I'm getting market, a top 10, 20 player. The market was ruined this season when Rudy Gobert went for seven players. When that happened, it completely ruined the market for every player that is better than Rudy Gobert. Like, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that the Nets But he, It like, wasn't a player like Jalen Brown in his trade, bro. Jalen Brown is an all-star proven player, bro. But I'm saying that's the point of why they're still looking at it like, no, we want more. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean? It's Jalen <laughs> Brown. Like, so I, I'm just saying the Rudy Gobert trade messed it up to where it doesn't matter if you're a B-list, C-list, A-list player. If you're not giving damn near seven or more players for a Kevin Durant trade, the Nets are going to look at you like you're crazy because they're looking over in the West and they're like, if that boy Rudy Gobert went for seven, <laughs> we know KD going for at least eight to nine minimum. But nobody is talking about nobody is talking about this though. How incompetent the the Minnesota Timberwolves are for making that trade. Everybody don't have to be dumb as hell like the Minnesota Timberwolves and That's trade true. five first round picks for them. Like we can all just say as a community that that was a stupid ass move, and we can say okay, let's not make a bad decision like that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like everybody is trying to match that type of deal when it just doesn't make sense because it that's just not, to happen. It doesn't need to happen, especially when you get a player like Jalen Brown in the deal. It gets and you get offered that, and you say no after being offered Tyler Hero for four weeks. I would have been fed up and just taking anything. <laughs> so, oh, you, oh, I was sick, bro. I was sick when I heard that they declined Jalen Brown. I understand. Like I said, you want Marcus Smart. Obviously, he's a rough neck. He's going a great player. Uh, you want Robert Williams. You want some other players. You probably want more picks. But if I'm getting Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, your team is already going to get worse in a KD trade anyway. So if I get an all-star in a return, bro, I'm accepting the deal. I don't give a fuck who else is in the trade, bro. That's why I was blown away. I don't think the I don't think the Celtics should trade him, but God damn, the Nets is what I'm more surprised about. <laughs> yeah. The Nets is just what I'm more surprised about. But I agree with everything that you said before, bro. He he was the best player in the finals for the Celtics. You don't trade that man, bro. I don't care. Him and JT, we see this season, that, that's the dynamic duo of the future. And you have such a nice squad around them. You just added a true point guard in Brogdon. You already got smart. You already got your, your center of the future in Robert Williams. Why would you even want to mess that up? KD is KD for sure, 
you know what I'm saying, top 15 player all the time, but you already have a team. You got better this year, and you are trying to mess up the chemistry for what? You're messing up the chemistry because even, even, even if he doesn't get traded to the Nets, if Jalen Brown doesn't get traded to the Nets, you're messing up the chemistry inside of the yeah. locker room, bro. Because now he knows his name was in trade rumors. It's a report. And it was true. That's that why he, he tweeted that. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's like, he knows his name was really in the trade rumors, bro. So it's like you're messing up the internal locker room because you want to upgrade when your team is already perfectly constructed right now. So we might hear and, some And that's rumblings. not fair to Ime Udoka either, bro. Yeah. That's not fair to Ime Udoka. Just getting this job and just doing what he just did. And now it's not blowing the team up because it's Kevin Durant, but you're you're not as good as you once were if you make this KD trade. Because like I said, they're gonna ask for way more than Jalen Brown. So with them asking more, all you I don't I agree. It's not just gonna be Jason Tatum and KD, but I'd much rather go with the squad that they have than do this trade if I'm Boston, because there's no guarantee that you're gonna have the same season if you do this KD trade. And Kevin Durant is 34 years old. And I think that's why all of these teams are putting a halt on Kevin Durant. They're not going to give up a BAM or a, a Booker or a CP or whoever the fuck a Scotty Barnes for KD because KD has, what, three great years left, three elite years left? But we already know he has an injury track history. So how many of those years are going to be cut short due to injury? We just can't trust it, bro. That's why nobody wants to put their best players out there. And once again, that's why I was so surprised why they declined the deal, bro. The, the Nets declined the deal because I would have took that in a heartbeat, bro. That shit Thanks. is crazy. That is crazy. But yeah, if I was the, the Celtics, I wouldn't trade them. You have two 25-year-olds, bro. You have a, what, Jason Tim just turned 24 and Jalen Brown mm -hmm. is 25. Like, that's 10 more years of, of, of hooping exactly. and championship contention. Like, <laughs> a well, whole nother dynasty for them, bro. You feel me? <laughs> and you about to get it up for like, what, three years of KD? Yeah, you're going to win ships for sure. If you get KD, I'm not going to talk like if they get KD, they not going to win. Because if they get KD, I think they're still going to win the, the NBA Finals. But this just has a chance of being, in terms of longevity, the team that you have now is the best option. That's what you stick with. Like, you, you have to consider culture with these decisions, too. Like, do you – you're the Boston Celtics. Like, it's not like you're the Pistons or the, the Knicks who are trying to be something that they were – however damn long ago or, or the Hawks or you're not any of these other teams that aren't known for having a culture. Boston is a team where you try to have a culture every generation, like every 10 years you want that, that um that culture to last. And right now they have the right team and the right coach for the next 10 years to your point to set the tone for that culture. If they do this KD trade, you got a player who's been on what three different teams. That'll be his fourth team now. You know what I'm saying? It's you know he's here just to get the chip, and it's not like he just wants to be a Boston Celtic. Yeah, damn, bro, that's crazy from the Nets. You get Jalen Brown at your lap, bro, and that's when I knew it was real because I was hearing Celtics fan that morning when the report came out saying like, "Oh, this was a smoke screen. Oh, Jalen Brown ain't really in the talks. If the, if the Nets would have been offered Jalen Brown, they would have accepted it." But when I seen Jalen Brown like tweet out SMH. I was like, oh, no, nah, he was really in them trade talks for yeah. real. His agent told him something about them trade talks, bro. So that was legit. He was in that trade. I don't know if they're going to go through with it or not. I don't know if they're still discussing. 
more players to put into the deal. Because if I was the Nets, I would want Jalen Brown and Robert Williams and a couple picks. Fact. That's who I would want because I want Robert Williams too. Like that nigga finna be a beast for a long time. So I would want him too. But yeah, those would be the two players I definitely want. Everybody else can stay with the Celtics, but damn, the Nets, man. Don't <laughs> because think about it, bro. If the Nets, because we already talked about it before, like a couple of weeks ago, about the this the trades with these other teams most likely are not gonna happen. They don't right. want Hero. They don't want Bridges. They don't want uh, Gary Trent Jr. They want an all-star in return. So if you don't take that deal for Jalen Brown, that means you're going into the season with Kevin Durant, somebody who doesn't want to meet, be there, which stirs up more drama in New York because I'm hearing that he might hold out if he doesn't play, which I was saying before. Like, he might hold out and just say he's not going to play. So you're just causing more of a distraction and drama around your team for what? When you had once again Jalen Brown in your lap, bro. So I, I think they're gonna end up regretting that. I think they're gonna end up regretting that trying to be greedy. But definitely interesting conversation. And uh moving on to ah, yes. So this is about the overtime league. So in mm. the overtime league, we already know that this league has been bubbling up for a couple of years. I think a couple of players ended up going from uh, the overtime league, ended up playing in summer league. Some of them are t- currently trying out for the NBA teams. I know John Mar- Montero was one. Dominique Barlow was somebody who I think honestly got signed to a team uh, recently. And I think Montero is currently with the, the Knicks uh, team right now. But we're seeing how they can develop players and how they can go on Right after that, people can sign 14 through 16. Uh, you can honestly sign when you're uh, in their senior year. So it's like more so a high school league, basically. But yeah. you can go right to the NBA. You can go right to professional leagues. But now there is an option that they're giving these these high-ranked players. Like I know Trey Parker is a five-star player. Uh, somebody else, uh, his name is K9 Carlisle. He's in, coming to the overtime league. But these guys aren't just taking the money with the overtime league like these other players have taken in the past. They are taking the scholarship route. So what the scholarship route entails is that you were forgo the salary that comes with the overtime league. You keep your college eligibility and you can still do what you want. It's still an option of like, oh, I can go, I can play in the overtime league and then go to the league or I can go to the overtime league and then go to college. So like a lot of windows still remain open for you. Yeah, you don't get that 100K or however much you get in the overtime league, but you still have that option of the overtime of that uh that college eligibility. And I think that's what was missing with the overtime league. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. some of these players were not ready for the NBA, but they were forced to because they couldn't go to college because they already taken they already took the money. Right. But now they actually had an option to like, okay, I don't want the money. I want to keep my options open where I can go either to pro or I can go to college if I don't feel confident and where my ranking is in the NBA draft. So that's just some new thing with uh, overtime, and I'm definitely impressed by it. Yeah, it's cool. I love the scholarship option because, like you said, do you get that 100K or 100K plus or whatever the amount is when you go to overtime if you do scholarship? No. But if you really are like that, if you're one of the top 50, top 100 players in the nation, and you do the scholarship route, and you go to a college, and you go to, like, or – kansas or something and you end up being a top player at your college program you're gonna get that nil money anyway which will probably be more than the overtime money you would have got so i think to your point the outside of the one percent of the people who do the overtime league and go straight to the league 
I think it's going to be way more beneficial doing the scholarship route for the rest of them because it's like, hey, we get to get this type of professional play now and then we get to go to college still, get money there, and then still get to go to the pros, hopefully. And I think you send more to the pros doing that route. Exactly, bro. And the interesting thing about Overtime League, I just love how they have been expanding in so many different areas because usually in the regular season, they're treated like a post-grad team. So they play against other high schools. But something that mm -hmm. I've seen this summer is that they are playing in the big tournament. The big tournament is the, TP, the TBT. That's a big summer thing that's been going on for the past like eight or nine years now with the Elam ending. They were just uh, uh, inducted in that. So they were playing in that tournament. So all of these high school kids or kids that are like 17, 18 years old are playing against grown men or top overseas players. And they're getting that experience in this type yeah. of high-level tournament. And that's a big deal, bro, because playing against high school players, like obviously you're not going to get that much better. But when you play it against grown players, bro, on that type of scale, on that type of level for some money – like, bro, that's a that's a big deal. So, like I said, I just love how overtime is expanding. They're just not keeping this one tra track mindset of like, oh, we're gonna pay everybody. They're opening it up. Okay, we're gonna go scholarship. Okay, now we're gonna play against professional teams. Like, that's how you keep leagues alive by evolving with the times, not keeping it one way. And this is how it's gonna be the whole time because that's how we've seen so many of these other leagues fall down. Even with the Lavar Ball League, we've seen that it was like a one track mindset. Niggas ended up faltering in that league, almost fucked some uh, people's careers up. You know your, what I'm saying? Your turnover rate, your turnover rate isn't what you want it to be. If their only option is once you do this, your only hope is the NBA at that point because you can't play when you go to college. And it's yeah. like, damn, and how many of these like, players making the NBA? <laughs> exactly. It's like, what if you got what if you got 50 people doing it, and it's like only two or three of y'all really finna go to the league for real, and exactly. then the rest of y'all. Good luck with the rest of your life. <laughs> hey, good luck with getting a career. You can go to college. You're just going to be actually going to class. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even play. Like, So, yeah, because that's how it was, like, in the first couple of years of the OTE. Like, it was like, yeah, you had a couple of people that had their chance to make the some, some NBA teams, but most of these players just had to find their way, whether that was going overseas or – some uh some some semi semi pro leagues or something like that because they had no other option. Yeah, you could go to college, but you're not playing basketball. Like you gave up everything to be in this league, and you didn't get the opportunities yeah. that you wanted from it. So now you're in this position. But now everything has just opened up for them so much now, and overtime is going to continue to get bigger because they are going to have two top five, top ten picks in this upcoming draft because they have some plans planned for the the league uh called Asur and Amen Thompson. Them boys go crazy. You talk about athletic specimen? Them boys crazy. Both of them about six, eight, six, nine wings, jump out in the gym type of wings, gotta work on their jumpers. But right now, both of them projected to be like top five, top 10 picks right now. And they're playing in the overtime league. So those are some players you can expect to, you know what I'm saying, get picked high in the 2023 draft from the overtime league. But like I said, everybody else, every, everybody else ain't like them, bro. Everybody else got to fend for yourself when you exactly. go with the salary. But now opening up with the scholarship route, everybody doesn't have to jump to the league like them. So it's definitely some dope shit, bro. I'm uh, excited to see where the growth really leads them moving forward. That's, that's dope. All right, man. Moving on to social media wants to know. You got anything for that? Uh, no, nah, we got some funny-ass entertainment news, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, and moving on to entertainment and current events, we have what's the FDA, bitch? Yeah, so man, I don't. I just got put on to this because y'all know I don't be on TikTok like that for real. But <laughs> Denisha put me on. It's this lady who's been selling this pink sauce that you put on your food, I guess, throughout the country. And no, the funny taste part like? is that I was just finna get into it. The funny part is nobody <laughs> can really tell you what it tastes like for real. <laughs> like, and she doesn't even get that in depth with explaining what all is in it. So the fact mm. that people are buying food from a TikToker is blowing me any <laughs> damn way. But uh, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. It's either Chef Pie or Chef P or whatever. But okay. she um, went on live the other night responding to a lot of the criticism that she's been getting about the pink sauce that she's been selling. Mind you, this is a food item that she's just putting in a box and just mailing mm. to people. Like mm. food. Like That's mm. like if I if I put a cake in a box and I mail it to you and it take like two or three days to get to you, like mm. that's, that's disgusting. Like it's very, <laughs> like it's very perishable. So she okay. went on live to address a lot of the criticism and people were saying is the FDA approved and all that. And this girl had the nerve to say, what is FDA approved? I'm not selling medicine. I was like, there's no way, bro. There's no way she doesn't know what the FDA means, bro. She doesn't know what F in FDA stands for, and that's a total. That's a total. What is it? It's off, food bro. and it's food and drug. Food or? drug administration. Food and drug administration. Yeah. See, I can't be mad at her for not knowing. Does she know what it means? No. Does she know like that? She it, clearly don't. If she don't know uh, the the first letter is what applies to what <laughs> you're doing. <laughs> I was trying to shoot her some bail, but it's really no, no opening there. It's like you're selling, really no you selling pills and you don't know that the D in the FDA stands for drugs. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, what are you doing? I, I just thought that was funny as hell. But do you have to get it FDA approved? That's That was more yes. so my question when when she was uh, selling it. Doesn't have to be FDA selling, You can't be selling perishable food items and <laughs> your food not FDA approved and you're just shipping it. Through you, the through the United States Postal Service and everything, and people are consuming this and buying this, and nah, you you can't do that, bro. So yeah. what would have happened if she did get sued and it wasn't FDA approved? That I don't know. She probably would have got sued the fuck out of. I know that because <laughs> that was more so my thing because I know what FDA meant, but I didn't think she was. She has to go through the FDA for everything to end up selling stuff and and all that type of stuff like that. I didn't know she had to go through all that to end up selling her stuff. But a big part of what I think is wrong with this is the sauce never looks the same for each person. Like, mm. now, if it was a consistent look, when you get Heinz mustard or Heinz ketchup, mm-hmm. it's the same hue, it's the same color every single time. Mm-hmm. This pink sauce that she's mailing to people, one might be light pink, one might be dark pink, one might be a, a burnt pink or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never the same tone. One could look like Pepto-Bismol, and the other one could look like <laughs> some damn ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Like, it, it just, I don't know, bro. Yeah. This shit was funny as hell to me. This was hilarious. Yeah. Because I seen this pop up on my timeline. I didn't know who Shorty was either, but it was just funny that she didn't know what the FDA meant. But like I said, I I even didn't know that it, you, it was like a necessary thing to go through the FDA through sale, your type shit like that. And I, I was more so questioning what it tasted like. Cause I heard people say it tasted like ranch, and I'm like, why is she making pink ranch? They're like, can't niggas exactly. go out and like go and get ranch? Like, exactly. Like, what what was the hype around this that said that made people say, okay, I gotta get this? Like, this was some shit I have to go get. 
Like, what made people go and do that? It, it's trending, bro. And, and we're mm. it's getting bad, bro. We're in the world where if you're trending, people will try and do whatever it is that you that's have true. or doing. That's true. Like, and that's dangerous. Like, this is it. like what is what if people start getting hold on, sick from hold this, on, bro. bro, hold on, bro, because I feel like you're gonna go down that old head path of oh, we can't have people trying shit because we used to try some shit back in. Oh the no, day. no, no, I, I ain't saying trying nothing wrong, but this could this <laughs> hey, could have huge repercussions on Niggas her. Was eating oh, I, I, never, in the day I never, I never did that. I never did that. <laughs> Niggas was doing a cinnamon challenge back in the day. I I didn't do this, but the, the niggas were eating Tide Pods back in the day. It Hell was niggas no. doing wild uh, shit back in the day, too. No. So we can't say it's just the TikTok. Oh, I, I'm, well, I'm going to speak shit. for myself. I ain't do none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't do none of that stuff. <laughs> didn't do any of that. Yeah. No. But if people start getting sick from these different, like I said, they're all different colors. There ain't too many people who got the same color pink sauce. If people start getting sick and start pointing the finger at her saying she sold me this, you selling perishable food items through the mail with no refrigerate um refrigeration or anything like that. Like that, that's gonna come back and bite her in the ass. And then you got video evidence of you not knowing what the FDA stands <laughs> for. I, I don't know, bro. It's it's crazy. I wonder how much she was really making off this shit. Cause if it's TikTok trending, she probably was making some bank. She off she shit. probably making some cheese. She was that. making some bank off that shit for sure, bro. But I've seen a lot of people say they just don't know what it tastes like. Cause you know when you taste certain stuff, you can compare it to something. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. nobody knows what to compare her sauce to. Like, and mm. it, it's it's awkward. <laughs> it's like you're eating something and you don't even really know what it tastes like for real. But my question is like, why do niggas keep getting it if n- niggas keep saying the same shit? It don't taste like shit. Cause I know she hit y'all niggas over the head, probably fifteen a bottle, twenty a bottle for this shit, and y'all niggas buying it not to have any taste. Like, bro, like that's oh, it, that's it got taste. Used. It's just it ain't got nothing to where you can describe it for real. Mm, like I said, I was here on the ranch. Now it was pink ranch, but. I was just like, all right, bro. y'all niggas got it. <laughs> y'all, y'all got to be careful with what trends y'all follow, bro. Like I said, yeah. like Quincy said, we we done did our dumb trends back in the day. What I didn't, but a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, niggas, was, bro, it was another one too, bro. It was another one niggas was doing, bro. Man, it wasn't the most a I think challenge. I did, the most I think I did was the ice bucket challenge, and that was yeah, for that was a crazy that, that was for awareness. That was for awareness. Was that for, for awareness? Now niggas was it really was. doing that for themselves. Niggas was doing that for it was, themselves. It was bro. for awareness. For, oh, we were doing it for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For awareness for whatever disease. That was that was the big picture, but we was really doing that shit. If I got tagged, like I had to do that shit. Like we felt like, mean, force. That that wasn't even that harmful. Like no, nah, it was ice nah, water. It like nah, it, it wasn't harmful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lit ass time. Now that was a lit ass challenge. That was a lit ass challenge. I definitely did that shit. That was a lit challenge. But uh, yeah, that's an interesting. Definitely interesting. We need to make some shit. We need to make some shit now. Get that get that shit bubbling up. Get that shit bubbling up. I'm not making anything. (laughs) I'm not making or selling anything. (laughs) Need to get these checks FDA approved, of course. But yeah. (laughs) All right, man, moving on. We got the Joe Biden offers Britney Griner in a trade. Yes, yeah, so the top U.S. diplomat. <laughs> that actually sounds crazy. Intended... <laughs> I'm about to say it did. Pop up... <laughs> it popped up on ESPN and everything, bro. Like the ESPN app. I was like, Britney Griner gets traded. She impressive. And I'm like, oh, I had to go to the article. But that shit was funny as hell. But um, Brittany Griner testifies she signed documents without understanding what they said after being stopped at the Moscow airport. And Joe Biden, along with other U.S. officials, are trying to trade. Uh, 
what you call it? What was his name? Trying to portray Candace Parker. Damn, Vic, Victor Bout, a convicted Russian arms trafficking trafficker mm. who was serving a 25-year U.S. prison sentence. They're trying to swap him for Brittany Griner and the other American, Paul Whelan. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can get that swap sometime soon. So Brittany Griner can actually get home. She she approaching 200 days that she's been incarcerated over that's in Russia. Nuts, bro. Mm. That's that's fucking nuts. But I feel like we talked about this before. Mm, excuse me. Excuse me. But I feel like we talked about this before. Like that it, the trade was an option after she signed her plea deal or whatever she signed a couple of weeks ago. I think we ended mm-hmm. up talking about that. That the Russian government wanted somebody that's in the U.S. custody but they wanted some type of trade for Brittany Griner. So I figured something like this was going to be in the works. I didn't think it was going to be as public as it is where like everybody knows what's going on. Like everybody knows that this trade is going to go down at some point, but hopefully we just get Brittany Griner back, bro. That's all that matter at this yeah. point. If they, if they get in some nigga we really don't care about that's in custody, it's like, all right, bro. I'm about to say, I never heard of this dude. Yeah, like, he from Russia anyway. Get that nigga back over (laughs) here. Hopefully, he ain't ain't fucking up shit in the U.S. Like, nigga fucking up shit in the U.S. Like, obviously, get that nigga back to his homeland. Fuck shit over there. (laughs) But, yeah. And uh, last thing before we move on to Marvel is the African-American Dictionary. Yes, so according to the New York Times, the dictionary will attempt to codify the contributions and capture the rich relationship Black Americans have with the English language. The project stems from Harvard University's Hutchins Center for African and African American Research and Oxford University Press. So Oxford Dictionary in 2025 will be releasing an African American English Dictionary, which I'm sure will have a lot of vocabulary that we use when it's mm-hmm. trending and just a lot of terms that you hear black people say in our culture that you don't really hear anywhere else. So I'm really interested to see in a couple of years what's going to be in there. <laughs> you know what fucks me up more? I don't like that Oxford is the one that take advantage of the AAVE or whatever niggas want to call it, African-American yeah. vernacular or like the slang of blacks. I wish it was Urban Dictionary, dude. The one that put out this type of publication. True. Then I would be like, all right, I'm cool with <laughs> Urban Dictionary benefiting off this type of dictionary. I don't like that Oxford is going to be the one capitalizing off of black words. Because they, those are the people they, that make like working with people and all that. They working with people from, um, from Howard. So hopefully the people who are... Um, Representing Howard, represent black people as a whole very well <laughs> when making this dictionary. But can you really be represented well when you're gonna be talking about slang and shit? Like now we got it, we talking to you about slang shit, like shit I that's mean, really you wanna, delicate. You want to like, get it right? But do we want it to get right? But this, this, okay. Let me let me say it like this, bro. Because obviously, I don't want Oxford to capitalize because they're gonna make some money off this. But I don't want them to make like our slang. I don't want it to be appropriated even more than what. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, if you put it now, you get it to a public perspective. Now, anybody can read what our slang is. It's like now they're going to be more white people saying what we say. It's like, damn, y'all doing this appropriating shit again. It's always with our music, our clothes. Now y'all still in our slang too? Shit that's really delicate or in our community type shit. Like, that's yeah. where we get like, all right, bro, y'all going too far with this shit. And that's where I got to draw the line. Because it's a lot of people who aren't black that still are slang now or oh, use for sure, our, but it's gonna be out of grand Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have suburban moms <laughs> <laughs> saying shit that they should not be saying. 
you go see Joe Biden on the screen saying cap like it, yeah. it's just it's not and not just not just nationwide but we got to think Oxford is overseas worldwide. Oxford is worldwide yep. so it's not you go to another country niggas is saying cap but niggas is saying you know what I'm saying you're gonna see niggas a lot of facts. Japanese and Chinese rappers <laughs> using words they never used before <laughs> So that's more so like where I'm saying like, yeah, we, we going too far, bro. This is just our community type shit. And, but this shows you how we can't keep anything, bro. Anything that is for blacks and is used by blacks, somebody is trying to capitalize off the shit. And it's usually never us that are capitalized mm-hmm. off it. That's why I say, even, I don't even know if Urban Dictionary is black owned. I just know they have the dictionary and that's where we have most of the slang up there. But I just wish it was some a black company taking advantage of this and not the whites from Oxford taking advantage, even if they are partnering with Howard, they're going to get the money for this shit. So that's why I say, yeah, y'all going too far with appropriate shit. Because honestly, <laughs> it's a lot of shit that black people don't say to each other, but we know the vibes with each other. It's yeah. like, it, it's certain stuff that you don't <laughs> literally have to say when it comes to black people. But if we give each other certain looks or certain, we made certain sounds or whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so are they going to put all of that in the dictionary? Like, are they going to put a picture of two black people looking at each other? Like, you know what the fuck to do. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know, bro. It's yeah. a lot of shit you would have to put in this dictionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you can't put everything in there because dictionary is just <laughs> words for real. Because niggas ain't going to put like an example like when, uh, when you see another black person running, you run. Like, it's not going to be shit like that in there. You feel me? <laughs> it ain't going to be shit like that. At least we get to keep that shit. We get to keep that at right. least. But yeah. Yeah, niggas can't steal our phrases. Every time you walk past a black person, you the, the nod is like a the necessity. Nod, oh my the god, the nod is a necessity at this point, bro. Just <laughs> off the true respect, my nigga. Just off the respect. So, yeah, yeah, oh, that's shit. some funny shit. All right, man. And moving on to the biggest news of the week was the Marvel MCU news because we got some upcoming Phase Five and Six releases with a lot of uh. A lot of upcoming projects that will be highlighted, like uh, Black Panther 2 is coming out in a couple of months. In November, we got a trailer for that. We got She-Hulk. We got a Daredevil release. We got Echo confirmed. We even got Avengers projects that are going to release in 2025 and 2026 that was announced at this uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So this was a big deal for Marvel fans. Everybody was excited. Everybody was hyped off these trailers. Edgar, what were some of your biggest projects that you were looking forward to after seeing the the, the lineup? Bro, Black Panther 2 finna be movie of the year this year. No question. Like, Let's that play trailer, the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say, bro, that trailer has so many emotions in it, bro. Like, that that's gonna be... And the way they show Namor, how they finna introduce him. Like, Ooh, Black Panther Wakanda fine. Forever is gonna be fire, bro. So I was excited for that. On um, Loki Season 2... Uh, the two Avengers movies that are supposed to both come out in the same year. I think the Kang Dynasty is supposed to come out in May. It's gonna and be like it's no, gonna be like some yeah in November. Secret War is supposed to come. I'm like, damn, has Marvel ever done that? Drop it's like Infinity Avengers War. Movies? No, there was a whole year between Infinity War and um, what you call it? Endgame. It's gonna be some similar shit though, where Kang ends up winning and they gonna move on to Secret Wars where they have to defeat. Kang, or what was the last one? But, yeah, it was Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we've never got two Avengers films in the same year, though. 
Like, mm. Kane Dynasty is supposed to drop in May, and Secret Wars is supposed to drop in November, unless we get some type of last-minute pushback. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They dropped two fire, two fire Avengers movies in the same year. That's gonna be, bro. That's gonna be some historic shit. I'm telling you right now, bro. bro. I'm already looking forward to them shows, and they not coming out for another three, four years, bro. That shit finna be so crazy. A Fantastic bro. Four, I know finna be fire. Cause they say it's not gonna be an origin story. They finna jump straight into whatever the hell they doing. I seen that. I was high key questioning that because I like you gotta give us some sort of backstory. You ain't gotta dive into it completely, but you gotta give us some sort of nah. Let, 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 let the young let the young people who don't know because the they, they trying to do because they trying to do like what uh what Spider Man did. Spider Man high key just like jumped into it. That hockey gave you an origin story with him, but it wasn't like an Uncle Ben there. So they, they didn't have you through that type of trauma. They just kind of jumped into it with his powers type shit. But we haven't gotten a, a great Fantastic Four film. So I would That's like cool. the first fan, first great Fantastic Four know. film. That, 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 um... That first um, one, you gotta rewatch that one, bro. That first one wasn't that good, bro. That first one wasn't that know. good, bro. For the for it the was, time that it came the out, that shit it was, was fire. The, you know me, bro. I love that movie, but looking back on it, it was it didn't age well. It didn't age for the, for the time that shit was fire. Even the Silver Surfer one, they Silver Surfer that was better. Good. Yeah, Silver Surfer was. Better. They they did good. They did pretty for for when it dropped. The shit was perfect. Like now, of course, looking back, it's like, damn, y'all could have did that shit so much better. But <laughs> it wasn't no CGI. Like yeah, yeah. we don't have like the directors back then didn't have a vision to build shit together like how these directors mm-hmm. do now. Like it was really just standalone films at yeah. that point. Yeah. So that's that's a huge reason why they probably didn't hit as much watching it now years later because they have nothing to connect to. So. Yeah, but it's like. I don't. We don't really count that 2015 Fantastic Four because that oh, was hell complete, no. That was Throw that shit bullshit. in the garbage. Yeah, that was complete bullshit. So it's like that's that was like 15 years ago. That one with uh Chris Evans as yep. you know what I'm saying like that was a minute ago. So it's like I think we will be in for a nice little origin story. Like I said, it don't got to be in depth. Like just give me some background on what happened. Whether that's y'all going back in space, y'all get hit with the blast, and now y'all got powers now, or either y'all go in the quantum realm. And now y'all got powers. Like, y'all got to show us something on how y'all got I just need, like, 20 minutes. I just need 20 minutes. Yeah, like I said, it don't got to be nothing crazy. But y'all got to show us some sort of backstory on what the fuck happened for y'all to be like this now. That's all I'm looking for. But um, anything else that you were looking forward to? Or let me play this trailer. Uh, I about to say, let's play this trailer first. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world. And my entire family... That Black Panther tease at the end. Fire, bro. That's fire. absolute fire, bro. 
Oh my god, that's so fire. That's how you that's how you make a fucking trailer, my nigga. The cinematography and that shit with the music going over it with the it goes from the uh the Tims, it goes the by, right the by Bob Marley. Yeah, cause that I for, bro, I forgot about that song until I heard Tim sing. I was like, this sound like that Bob Marley shit. It's, she just um re-enditioned it. And then you get that Kendrick transition. I was like, that's fire. This, this shit finna be so crazy, man. bro. R.I.P. to Chadwick, bro. Niggas damn near teared up in the trailer when they saw that shit, bro. It's like, damn. But whoever carrying the mantle next, bro, we we gonna rock with it, bro. Because I, I know a lot of people wanted T'Challa to just get recasted. But it's I feel like that would have just been too awkward, bro. Just trying to act like what happened didn't happen. Yeah. Like, And in the comic books, his sister picked up the mantle anyway you know what i'm saying so they could go that route they could find we getting a lot of underworld and alternate reality shit so they could find some way to bring killmonger back yes, if they sir. really wanted to yes, so sir. it's so much stuff they can do bro like we we really don't know who black panther is gonna be in this movie yes sir and that's the that's the name i keep going back to i don't think it's going to be shuri i think that's too easy of a transition or too easy of a guess that could that's like the most probable answer but i really think they're going to go back to like the ancestral plane and like get killmonger you feel me or something like that he's been quiet too bro michael b jordan been quiet bro and didn't they they bury him in the ocean or some shit so that would make so much sense since we're Mm. battling somebody from atlantis like the atlantic uh aztec warriors or whatever we get my nigga from out of the ocean we bury him and we you know what i'm saying he's back alive and now he's the black panther for the the community now like that's so fire, bro. Would, I, I, that shit would be so fire. That would be so fire. Michael B. Jordan been quiet, bro. He been real quiet. He ain't been saying nothing. <laughs> it, could, it could be him, bro. It Damn, him. that would be so fire. I think I'm gonna be hyped be... with whoever it is. Yeah. I'm gonna be surprised. I'm not watching. Shout out to new rock stars. I ain't watching no new rock stars. <laughs> Easter eggs because they gonna give you the hit on who it's gonna be, and yeah. that's gonna piss me off if I see the movie and it's who they hinting that it might be. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> So pissed. I'll be happy I watched it because I'll be up on a lot of games, but yeah. I don't want no spoiler like that. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Because they be looking at niggas' body types like, oh yeah, by the measurement of that arm, that's definitely Shuri, or that's definitely a coin. Yeah, I don't, I don't a... need all that. I don't need all that. Just do the eyeball test like we did and just call it a day. Just, just give a really good guess. Y'all going into the body type. Y'all going to look... <laughs> Y'all gonna look at the way the claw opens up and be like, oh, it opened that way in this movie. I don't need all that. I don't need all that. <laughs> that shit is so real. But there's so many other uh, trailers that are coming out. We got uh, Daredevil is coming out. I mean, Deadpool 3 was announced at this uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but I'm hearing that that is going to be released uh, sometime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Disney is supposed to have some sort of event in September called D23, where they're going to lay out the entire phase six for everybody. And Edgar, you can go ahead and just read off phase five, all of the titles and all of the dates that are coming up for all of the uh, upcoming shows phase and movies. Five. Yeah, the phase five. Ahead. That shit finna be because we got a She-Hulk trailer too. We already watched She-Hulk trailer on here, yeah. but it gave us oh, a Daredevil tease. We ain't even say um what you call it uh. This is the multiverse saga. Phase four, five, and six is yeah. all considered the multiverse saga. So if, I don't I know if like this phase... is in the exact order. Uh, Secret Invasion. We got Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm. Loki Season 2. Blade. Echo. She gonna finally get her show. 
Uh, Ironheart. We saw Ironheart in the Black Panther 2 trailer. Yep. That shit gonna be fire. Agatha, Coven of Chaos. That comes out. Okay, I got it in order, bro. Winter 2023. So, yeah, I got Ant-Man 3 coming out February 23 because Black Panther 2 is going to be the end of Phase phase 4. You know what I'm saying? And Phase 4 was really more so like a transition period because... Obviously, phase three was crazy. So it's like yep. now we have to get over that. We had to transition into the wild shit that we're gonna get with Kang. We get introduced to a lot of new characters. So we seeing Hawkeye, we seeing uh Captain America become or uh Falcon become Captain America. We seeing Miss Marvel become the first mutant. So we're getting just introduced to a lot of new characters. So it being ended with Black Panther high key is perfect because now we're transitioning like away from like the phase three characters and uh mm. a lot of instances. So that junk is dope. All right, so moving on to phase five. We got Ant-Man 3 on February 2023. Secret Invasion on spring 2023. We got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is on May 2023. We got the show Echo. We've seen her in Hawkeye 2023. Loki season two, 2023. The Marvels is in 2023. Uh, Blade is in November of 2023. Then, like Edgar said, we have Ironheart coming in fall 2023. We got Agatha Coven of Chaos. They changed the name around on us a little bit there. That's yeah, coming out. I think it was House of Harkness. It was House of Harkness. So they changed the yeah. name on that one. That will be coming out winter of 2023. Then we have Daredevil dropping in spring 2024. Then we have a Captain America movie, which is uh, May 2024, which will end out phase five. No, then we have Thunderbolts coming in late 2024 as well. And that will be the end of phase five before we move on to phase six, where we only got a Fantastic Four Avengers. But like I said, I think we're going to get some more release dates when, uh, in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So that shit is looking crazy. That, that Captain bro. America New World Order, that shit might be fire. I don't know what it's yeah, going to be by, but I think it's going to be fire. I think it depends on the characters that are in it with him, bro. I think it depends. Because I I don't know. Obviously, I want to see my man Captain America, but who are you going to be in The it? show was a letdown, but I think if they get time with a movie, it's going to be so much better. The show was mid, but I think putting their time and effort into a movie and the way you can just throw so many other character uh, cameos and, mm. and Easter eggs and movies, I think a movie would hit much harder. It would. It probably would. Because all Captain America movies have been pretty solid. Except and for the and first we ain't one. had a fire. We ain't have a fire Captain America what, since Civil War. So it's gonna be what? Damn near. That was the last Captain America. It, that's what I'm saying. We ain't had yeah. a fire Captain America since then. And only the second and third one were fire. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that Daredevil. Cause yeah, y'all already know I've been talking about Daredevil all the time. That Daredevil show is going, I don't know if it's going to be fine. Hopefully they keep it as like the same rated R type of content. They're probably going to dip it down to like PG-13, maybe TV mature. I hope Marvel gets into the rated R bag though, bro. Hopefully. Like a lot of this stuff. We we need Blade, we need rated R. It got to be rated R, bro. We need Daredevil. Shit, the Thunderbolts. I know you need the Thunderbolts to be rated R too, now that we're talking about it. I don't know because... What um remember when John Walker ended up smashing his uh his uh he killed the dude he killed the dude yeah with the the armor or the shield, the shield or whatever yeah but that was still like PG thirteen so I'm like if that's PG thirteen that was hockey graphic as hell they they could they could get more like that and give us yeah. that rated R vibe yeah. yeah it's certain things on here they got to give us that rated R vibe with otherwise it ain't gonna hit 
Exactly. I heard Guardians of the Galaxy three gonna be emotional as hell though, because they they was that's crying the last at the one. Yeah, that was. Yeah. The, that's, I heard this is gonna be the last one for like the team grouping because I heard there's this is gonna be like about uh, what's the man Rockets, Rockets Rockets like origin story really. So they're gonna go back in time see how he was made. You know what I'm saying? So that shit gonna be crazy. It's gonna be emotional, bro. Mm-hmm. Niggas is going to die in this shit for sure. Niggas are going yeah. to die. So that shit is definitely going to be fire too. And all of the Guardians of the Galaxies have been fired. So I expect yeah. nothing less from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, especially when this is going to be the last one from uh, James Gunn. Definitely going to be fire for sure, bro. So it's a lot of shit to look forward to in uh in this era, bro. I think, uh, like uh, Edgar said before, Black Panther is the last of uh, Phase 4. We got She-Hulk coming in uh, Phase 4 too. That show still looks fire. We got a Daredevil teaser in the, the new trailer. We got, um, I ain't even, damn, bro, this show was so fire. What if, what if season two come out early 2023? Man, that shit gonna be fire. X-Men 97. Yep. Yeah, a lot of Spider-Man fresh, out. Spider-Man freshman year come out in 2024. We finna get so much shit, bro. Damn. We finna get so much. See, it's crazy because we was talking so much shit over this past year over these trash ass shows. I told like, you, it's bro. gonna make up for it, bro. This shit gonna make I up for it, I told you. Bro. That's why I was telling you. I'm like, bro. They gave us a decade of raw ass shit. We have to be okay with just one and a half years of saying this shit trash. Because I know everything after is going to be fine. I told you, by the time uh, 2025 get here with Avengers, Kane Dynasty, we're going to be like Marvel on a roll again, bro. They're going to be on a roll for like three, four years straight at that point. Yeah. It's hard to miss with these shows too because they it's so much excitement. A lot of these shows are going to be season two or it's going to be a sequel type of movies. So we already mm-hmm. are accustomed to the characters. The problem I've been having with C or Phase Four is just uh, so many origin stories about people we don't care about. So it gets mid yeah. so quick. <laughs> but we, these we don't are characters, care about enough to watch an origin story on them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we don't give a fuck. But now we're getting the characters that we're used to seeing back, like Ant Man, Quantum, uh, Quantum Mania. It's going to be fire, my nigga. That shit is going to be fire. I heard uh, my my man's daughter is going to be like uh, the young Avenger now. She's going to be oh uh, yeah. So she's going to be a young Avenger. So it's going to be was wild. the other one in the um in the what yep. you call it in the poster. Yeah. Yep. So I think she her name is called Stature. I think she can grow just like her dad. I think she has maybe the same type of abilities. But uh, it's going to be Ant Man, Wasp, and then Stature going up against Kang. And who else? We don't know who else is going to be. You still got Janet Van Dyne. Does she possibly have powers? We don't know. So she can also be somebody who goes up against Kang. So that shit finna be dope as hell, Phase 5, bro. That shit finna be so crazy. So I'm hyped, bro. I'm definitely hyped. And uh, anything else about the Avengers, the Avengers titles that you're looking forward to? Uh, Nah, that's, that's about it, bro. Spider-Man freshman, I, I love Spider-Man. So anything Spider-Man coming out, I'm going to be ready for. Uh, oh, and Marvel ain't announced this because I don't... Is uh, what you call it attached to the MCU at all? What? What's his name? Um, Spider-Verse. Miles Morales. He, he ain't attached to it yet, is he? Uh-uh. Nah, not yet. Because I'm I'm still predicting he's going to be. Like, in after the next two movies that he has, they're mm-hmm. going to find a way to bring him as a real-life character into the MCU with all this multiverse stuff. Oh, but for sure. I'm excited for, the, I'm excited for uh, both of those Spider-Verse movies, even though they ain't MCU-related. Because I, I, I know told- he will be eventually. And that's why I told you about that show that uh, we talked about the last week, that Madam Webb, that is uh, in production right now with... Uh, 
Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney mm-hmm. as uh Madam Web. Like those shows, I think will uh, transition into like the Spider Verse into the MCU type of thing because Madam Web is like the oracle of the multiverse. She can do whatever with the Spider Man. So she is most likely will be the reason that he hops into the MCU. So I think he mm. will get there eventually. But these are some more unannounced, confirmed Marvel projects that we could be looking forward to. Uh, we got Deadpool 3 is going to come out sometime soon or sometimes in the next couple of years. We know we got Shang-Chi 2. Uh, we got Nova, Spider-Man 4. I'm hearing about a Wonder Man series and I'm hearing about a Wakanda series as well. I see a, a, a teaser of like it's going to be a Koye series. So I don't know if she's going to get her own show or if the Wakanda series is going to be her show. But I was seeing that that was being floated around too. So I don't know if she's going to get her own or not. But mm. it's going to be dope. So this isn't the, the end for Wakanda. But you know something I think they might do, bro? They might end up like destroying Wakanda in this universe. But like rebuilding it in like another universe where we can re- you can start to recast certain people, whether you mm. recast in Chadwick or T'Challa. But since we're in another universe, we would be more accepting of like, okay, we're not in the regular universe that we're used to. We're in like universe right. eight, three eight. So you can have a different T'Challa over there. You can have a different Shuri or whoever you want. So you can still have Black Panther in the MCU crossing multiverses and shit. That's something I think right. is possible. So I think that would be some dope shit too. And I got one question when it comes to this Marvel stuff. Do you think there is going to be an end point in the near future? Like, do you think by 2023, all of this will really just be done for real? Because that, that'll be crazy. I think this will be the longest stint of like people having to catch up with shit that we've ever seen, bro. Cause like, just imagine somebody who has never really been into Marvel and they just get oh, into it's Marvel. Too late. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> let's say it's 2025 by then. You know how much shit you gotta watch and catch up on, bro. Like that's a lot. Like I'm, I'm gonna start getting her caught up on a lot of stuff because she's getting interested in it now. Mm-hmm. So, like we, she got a long way to go, but you know it ain't gonna be as long as five years from now. <laughs> yeah. You know. So the question I have is, will Marvel? ever just come to an end and then they try to reboot everything like 30 40 years later down the line i think that would be fire if like by 2030 is like okay y'all we get in yeah that's what i was going to say everything not anytime soon because we have so much excitement that's building up that it's like you can't stop right now because now we're just picking up our excitement again with these new titles but by 2030 i wouldn't be surprised because it's like all right what else can you do you've introduced everybody even the lesser known characters who just came out with comic series you're introducing them it's like all right bro now we get it like 2030 i feel like would be a good stop but i don't know it might be just too early to tell because maybe what if they drop some new niggas and it's like god damn like we gotta keep watching this shit (laughs) you feel me like the wonder man like they could have more x-men series but I do feel you though, because I think about that shit all the time. Like, and, and they ain't tapped into X Men at all for real yet. So it's like you got all that stuff. You to got tap all that into. to tap into. So it, it it's <laughs> just gonna come to a point where I am looking though, like damn, like all right, Marvel, when y'all just gonna say, when, when are y'all just gonna stop and say, okay, for the next 20, 30 years, just appreciate everything we gave y'all from two thousand eight till now, and then three four generations later we'll start with a whole new group of kids showing them everything we showed y'all but 
maybe do it in a different way with certain shit. But you know what, bro? I think they high key making too much money for them niggas to stop, bro. Probably when you, probably when you making a, when you making a billion dollars a movie, they gonna keep churning them bitches out. Whether we fall off of them or even if it gets more popular, they gonna keep churning out because that's a bill a movie. Like, bro, niggas' pockets is getting fat off that, bro. So I don't even think twenty thirty is a good stopping point because money will continue to roll in the more excited we get Thanks. about this shit, bro. So. That's, that's, I don't even know what 2030 is a stopping point because I, I do see what you're saying because we're getting so grand scale with a lot of these characters too. Like we got Eternals, like we're getting introduced to, to uh, Celestials. We're seeing like Eternity and Thor. Like we're seeing like the the uh, her, uh, we get Death Hercules we're with the Greek mythology. So we're seeing so many people that are so grand scale where it's like, damn, can we get higher than this? Or is there like a ceiling to how high we can go? You know what I'm saying? That's more so the question I'm not asking. Like, is there a Man, ceiling? I think once we get death, we we just gotta we gotta call <laughs> it at that point. It's like, all right, now nah, y'all can't just get death. We can't you can't give us death and then try to do another five years of movies after that. <laughs> I think whenever they show Lady Death, it's like all right, bro, this this gonna be the end for a minute. <laughs> and another thing that you said, bro, is that. You think that they will reboot in 20 years? You know, I say 20 to 30 from whatever the stop date is. So let's say the stop date is 2030. I think at least 2050, that's when they'll try and reboot everything. But you know what make this shit even better, bro? Is if they didn't reboot this shit at all. Because these movies that they dropping are so timeless that niggas can watch this shit in 50 years and still be hyped as fuck about what's going on and watch the entire sequence in order and shit to get caught up on what what they've seen before. You feel me? I think it would be better if they didn't drop anything after this. Like, once you say you're done with it, nobody else touches these projects. Make some other shit. Make like some that. other shit, bro, because this shit is too fire, too untouchable, too classic, bro. We don't need anybody fucking up these legacies, you feel me? I think it would be better if we just stopped this shit completely when they say it's done. That that would be cool if it was just kind of like a... Because, like, I ain't going to lie to you. They they was beating a dead horse with Star Wars. Like, they, they still are I'm right saying. now. And it, it's like... I don't know. I feel like... Because a lot of people are very critical of all the ones that we've gotten from like 2016 until now, like a lot outside of the Mandalorian, a lot of this stuff has been very critical when it comes to the star Wars franchise, but -hmm. everything they did from late seventies up until the early two thousands fire, bro. All of that is fire. They didn't even really need to rebrand and restart in 2016 telling us like the later years of, of Ren Skywalker and all that. We low key could have went without all of that. Is it cool from a nostalgic standpoint of like, damn, we getting Star Wars shit again? Yeah, but as far as quality of the production that we're getting with the movies, it's never going to hit like all the original shit. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, bro, we can say all this shit, but when the money is rolling in, how it's rolling in, will this shit ever stop? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if this shit will ever stop, man. And uh, anything else on uh, San Diego Comic-Con? Anything else Marvel-related? Anything like that? Uh, I got to make it to a Comic-Con one of these days, bro. Like, I mean, like a real deal yeah. Comic-Con. I know it'd be something in Tampa and all that type of stuff. But I want to go to one of these, like, where it's Marvel release dates. Like, you can go to panels and, like, hopefully ask questions to some of your favorite characters and, and producers. I want to go to one of them Comic-Cons. 
So that that's, that's a that's a hard guy. ticket, bro. It that's is. a hard ass ticket, bro. Like, yeah, it you got to be like an exclusive club to really because they released like some unreleased footage where mm-hmm. they didn't even release it on like Twitter or nothing like that. It, it, you had to be inside of Comic Con to actually see what was happening because I think it was um a Guardians of the Galaxy trailer they ended up yep. dropping that you could nobody see. got footage of it. Yep. Nobody got footage of it, and it was another one with um Ant Man Quantum Mania. Where like it was, it was a back and forth between Kang and Ant Man, mm-hmm. but we didn't see it. But it was like a released in the only in the Comic Con exclusively. So, yeah, that shit would be dope for it. It would. <laughs> and I don't, even, I don't even got to see all the you know the the NDA you know secret. Um, you got to be in a club to get access to this. I just want to mm-hmm. be able to do the panels and just get the the general public release date stuff. Yeah. I just want to experience all that. If I ain't got the credentials to get into the to the trailer <laughs> buildings and all that, it, it is what it is. I'll see it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that shit is definitely crazy, bro. Definitely fuck with it. But like I said, most excited for that Daredevil. If y'all have not seen that Daredevil, y'all need to get on that shit. It's on Disney Plus now. It's no longer on Netflix now. Y'all got to go to Disney Plus to go ahead and watch it. But y'all will not be disappointed. One of my favorite shows ever, bro. And I was just talking to Edgar before the uh before the episode or before the podcast. I really hope that they keep it with the rated RPG 13 aspect because that's what made this show so fire. Because it was grounded because it was Daredevil. He was somebody who was fe- uh, fighting street level villains, but it was the the gore, the the graphic nature of it that really kept you going with the film. And obviously, the characters of Daredevil were fire too. But it was really like the graphic nature, like. This nigga Kingpin was smashing niggas' heads in the doors and cars. Like, this nigga was different. Like, we seen this nigga in uh, Hawkeye. It's like, they kind of turned my nigga down a little bit, bro. Like, that's not even a Kingpin for real. Like, hopefully he really be like OP once again. But I don't know. But that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And um, moving forward to movie and show news. This is at the Nope uh, Nope previews. We got an Oppenheimer teaser which is going to be Christopher Nolan's newest film about the person who made the first atomic bomb, who his name was something Oppenheimer. I forgot his first name, but his name is Oppenheimer. And it's going to just show tell you the story of uh, what happened when he made the atomic bomb. He gave it to the U.S. government, what the U.S. government did with it, because he was somebody who created like the first like natural a disaster or a mechanical disaster for this entire community. And he really, you know what I'm saying, made the shit from the uh the palm of his hand. So that shit just looked dope when I looked at the scene. I, I think you know, it's gonna be fire because I remember watching that um one documentary. I don't remember the name of it, but my parents had me watching it. It was about uh Chernobyl. And yeah. They were, saying, they were saying at least for from right now, at least still for another 50, 60 years, like that place will be uninhabitable like Mm -hmm. there can be no life where chernobyl was still right now at least for the next 50 years or so and that shit happened decades decades ago and and they say still for another 50 plus years nobody will be able to live there yeah bro and it was another trailer i had ended up seeing at that note preview it was uh with florence it was smile but it was another one with florence Pugh. it had harry styles in that shit and uh, she was like uh, putting saran wrap around her face, like she was like in a. Oh like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, shit looks like it too. Damn, when what was that? What movie was that? Was that The Exorcist? No, not The Exorcist. No. Uh, damn, damn, what was that? Pray, 
it was a movie called like Pray for. It was Miss. Us no, it was something, 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 like something Miss Darling or something My Darling, some shit like that, bro. Let me look this shit up. Oh, it was about it was about that that um that secret town of rich white people. Or yeah. Something like that. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Leonardo DiCaprio was in that, wasn't he? No, it was my boy. Uh, what's my nigga no, name? It wasn't. Leo. In, I'm tripping. He I'm he tripping. played in uh Captain uh Wonder Woman. The nigga from Steve from Wonder yeah, Woman. What's him. Him. Steve from Wonder Woman was in that shit. I don't forgot his name. Yes, I don't know why the hell I said Leo, but yes, him. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's called Dar- Don't Worry, Darling. That yes. preview looked fire. fire. I, bro, we was just talking about that before, too, of like the previews that we seen at that Nope uh, movie. Hey, it's going to be a lot of horror movies coming out soon that hey, we got to check out. We might have to review them, too. Nice. Yeah, and we're going to give you that Nope review uh, pretty soon, too. I think me and Edgar both already watched it. So we're probably going to get y'all that uh, review sometime next week. You know what I'm saying? I've been seeing a lot of mixed reviews, so y'all going to have to wait for our reaction on that for sure. But uh, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, as far as movie and show reviews, it was another movie I wanted to bring up too. Oh, R.I.P. Michael K. Williams, bro. That movie that he finna be in about uh the dude with the bomb in the bank. Basically like John Q. That shit finna be fire. Yeah. Yeah, that, that shit look fire, bro. So R.I.P. Yeah. to Mar- Michael K. Williams, that, that looked like a great movie. Damn, rest in peace to a legend, bro. Damn, we lost a good one on that one, man. Definitely RIP to my man. Definitely RIP. But moving on to upcoming movie and show reviews. Uh, Like Quincy just said, we got to do Nope, Spider-Head, Everything Everywhere All at Once. We got to do our Avatar 1 review uh, before uh, the end of the year because, you know, Avatar 2 coming out in December. That shit finna be fire. Oh, I meant to say this, too. We was playing the Black Panther trailer. Marvel think they slick trying to come for that underwater shit the way that like Avatar looking. They, they looking real stupid. I'm glad you brought that up, bro, because I was thinking the same shit when I seen that for the first time, bro, because I recently <laughs> watched Avatar again because of the review that we have coming up. And I was like, damn, that trailer looked exactly like it, bro. That shit looked exactly like it with the underwater thing. That shit, that shit still going to be fine. Black Panther still going to be fine. It is. It's still going to be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely peeped. I definitely peeped. And uh, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, hit them with the social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDE Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube at QANDE Podcast. And our Gmail is QANDE Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and you can subscribe to all of our podcast platforms on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And you can subscribe to all of our Q&E Media pages. It is QANDEmedia.com. Our Instagram is QANDEmedia. And our Twitter is QEmedia. And we appreciate you guys for listening and watching. And we out. Peace.